Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the 2K Fantasy Premier League podcast. This is the episode covering the 2022-23 FPL launch. So it's Tuesday, 5th of July. It's nine, just after 9pm. So the game has been launched for about five hours now. Um, I'm your host, Chris, with a K. And joined by Kev. How are you, Kev? I'm good, man. I'm on vacation at the cottage, which is why I got... I don't have my fancy fucking microphone here. I got whatever I sound like, probably like shit. It's not normally like this. And you too, you kind of sound different because you don't have your normal setup. Yeah. Well, technology has not been our friends, but we decided that this was still a nice time to pod. So we think it should be clear enough. So hopefully everyone can still enjoy listening to our ramblings. So I guess, Kev, I mean, you, you and I have been sort of catching up anyway over the, over the last, last few weeks. So let's not, let's not necessarily go through all that stuff. But um, we had a bit of an agenda because obviously this pod's slightly different to our, our usual setup. So I've got five points on the agenda. First point, I guess, the reaction to the game launching and, and the prices. Uh, the second thing is we thought we'd go through the top six teams. Uh, we'll then talk through kind of what, what teams might look like. So template, non-template. Mo versus non-Mo, those sort of things. Uh, agenda item four is what we sort of call other things to think about. So what's new for this season or different? So you've got the World Cup uh, and five subs, for example. And then we'll close off number five, just a bit of a plan for the this season's of pods. So that will be our first full season. So, I mean, anyone that has been listening from when we started, we probably started somewhere around game week 22, 23 of last season. So... We've had a bit of a dabble at it, and our plan is to go for the full season. So, I'll start off with reactions. Then I'm I'm just going to go through just quickly the rule, the big rule change, and I'll pass on to Kev to to go through probably a bit more on prices and and what that might mean in terms of player selection. So, um, I think Kev, you and I talked about this actually. That I, you know, I thought they were going to give us a free wild card between game week 16 when we break for the six weeks of the World Cup. And when we come back in game week 17, and, and, and that's exactly what they've done. And what that means in practice is we you, you split the season into two. The first wildcard has to be used in the first 16 game weeks. Um, so actually, it's everything you're doing now is just all thinking about that first sort of that first 16 weeks. And actually, I think the natural place to do your first wildcard would be game week nine. So it splits that exactly in two. I means you get eight game weeks for your from your first team selection. You then get a two week break over international break, and then you and then and then you come back. So actually, that's probably what I'm going to aim to do. I th- I think that also works nicely. Not only is it you know it's exactly you know half of that um, of the 16 games. You've also got teams like Arsenal who are going to be fairly popular at the start. Have a turn of fixtures from game weeks nine to 16 when I think they play Chelsea, Spurs, City, and Liverpool. So, you know, it's a quite a nice time to, you know, that there's a bit of a fixture swing. Um, the, the only thing I would say is I still think there's also a valid rule of maybe attacking the first four or five game weeks and then playing that, that initial wild card. Um, and the other thing to think about there is between game week five and six, you actually get the transfer window closed on the 1st of September. So if there's any sort of players leaving the league unexpectedly or new players coming in, that is a chance to pick them up. But of course, you'd equally have that chance after a few weeks to do that in, in game week nine. I mean, I've I've kind of defaulted here that no one's really going to take their 
first wild wild card much later than game week nine because you'll get limited benefit before everyone yeah. can refresh their teams over the World Cup period. So I mean that was that was my initial thought of what that rule change might mean, Kev. I mean, is there anything else you've thought about in terms of wildcard strategy or, or how you might approach the first sort of half of the season? No, I think the big choice is do you attack um do you like like you said, there's some a lot of teams that have like really juicy fixtures those first eight weeks, like Arsenal, Wolves, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea seem to have good fixtures like the first 16 weeks somehow. I don't know. Like they just all look good. Uh, and then kind of like change around that international break. It's probably going to be a really popular like thought. Uh, but what I need to weigh up is does it make more sense to just attack the first like four weeks mm. and then wildcard all the breakout players in all the, all the, you know, enablers, all the uh, Todd Cantwell's that year, he broke out 4.5 million attacking winger at midfield and, you know, Ludstrom's and those kinds of guys. Like we're, there, there's, there's a lot of cheap players. That's a, that's a reaction. You know, one of the things I'm going to talk about is price is there's a lot of players that are dirt cheap especially in defense and, you know, midfielders as well. Some of those guys are going to break out and we're not. And one thing I've learned playing the game is we all think, Oh, this guy, what a great punt. Oh, this guy preseason. Oh, my player I'm picking is better than your player. Oh, Neto 5.5. Why is everybody picking him? I like Eze better. I like Gordon better. I like whatever better, you know, why would you pick my guys better? We'll know who the, the main guy is by like game week four. And yeah, like, bunch of us are going to be wrong and we're all going to want that guy that that's right so you can attack some juicy fixtures i don't i don't just mean they're green i mean like these guys are playing the shittiest clubs in the in the league for four weeks attack those fixtures i'm gonna hit wild card i can get whoever the heck just broke out and i think the big advantage to that based on how i've done all these prices is i think you're going to be able to maybe go premium this season based on how many cheap players there are. And I think if you do that attack the first four game weeks and then hit wildcard, I think you'll be able to go premium because you'll know who the great cheap players are. So that's, you know, the, the only other rule change thing is there seems to be a cap they've done on uh, transfers at 20 to stop these hackers. Um, but I'm really curious, does that impact uh, like free hit or wildcard? No, it, it doesn't apply for free hit or wildcard. So it's, it's pretty irrelevant. I don't really think it stops the hackers either because if someone comes into the team and makes 20 transfers, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a 76-point hit, isn't it, or something, and and your team team will be something stupid. With So I don't I don't think it really means anything. It probably stops... Like play- five. Sorry? Sorry. I, sh- I was just saying they should have made it like five. I, I, and end of the day, if someone comes and hacks your team, and even with five... With, with five transfers, someone can destroy your, your team, right? So. True. Yeah. I don't think it overly. Ma- I don't think it makes a big difference. I mean, I think the bigger stop for the hackers is the fact they've got the uh, two uh, uh, the the two factor authentication, yeah, which is clearly worth setting up for anyone that's listening. I I, I will want to work out how to do it, um, but yes, definitely, def- definitely worth having having that. That, that it's better to stop someone hack- hacking your team rather than hoping they'll uh, limit the amount of damage they they can do on the transfers available. Okay, um, so I guess we start touching a bit there on prices there, Kev. I mean, I think my initial reaction from the game is there's a lot of value in there. Yeah, 
And I love the fact they got... Um, my favourite thing is the goalkeepers being four and a half, five or five and a half. So you got a proper Me decision too. on goalkeepers. And all, and most of the backups being four as well. So you can you can, you can can go for... you know I'll probably go for Edison myself. But... Uh, I, but I just, I just, I just think that's really good, and I think that's probably true more generally. I, I know you've probably got 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 a few thoughts on that, Kev. Yeah. So my initial thought when I saw these prices coming out was, uh, "Wow, that's cheap! Oh my god, that's so cheap! What the fuck? That's so cheap!" But then you know, Mo is thirteen, so it's not you know they bumped him up because he was twelve and a half, wasn't he? The season before, like I mean, it's not like they they bumped Son up; they kept Kev at twelve. Like all the big studs are still expensive premium prices, but because they made everyone else cheaper, it allows you to sort of, you know, bump yourself up to three premiums if you really want to. But it, it just, I guess the way I would put it is I think there's going to be less of a template to start game week one. Now there's, there's always a template I know, but what I mean by that is, um, these players that are at like 90 EO, there's just going to be less of them. There's going to be more in the like 40 to 60 EO because there's just so many different ways you can go with these cheaper prices. Like for example, you could go big at the back pretty easily because of all the value players they've made in midfield and, and whatnot. Right. Yep. But they've also made some really attractive 4.5 and 5 million defenders as well. So you're just going to go with Robertson and not have like, Johnny at 4.5 or Tommy Asu or Justin or, or Ben White or whoever else breaks out because you've got a Robertson just because he didn't go up in price. He stayed at seven um, or like Trippier cash Digne at 5 million. Like that's really good price for that kind of player. So it's, 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 I think you're going to have some people like Chilwell and James and Robertson and Cancelo and Trent are way underpriced. Uh, There's 7 million. Look at a 7 million midfielder. Like you can't even compare the two. It's ridiculous value. But then you're, 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 those are sort of like the price those guys started at last year. Anyway, they like, they didn't really come down. I get that they increased up to like closer to seven and a half, eight as the season went on. But I just feel like you're going to have different people with different opinions there. So the template just won't be as strong as we're all trying to do the same thing. Like I, I'm already seeing stuff on, you know, Twitter or on Slack or whatever, you know, contributors sharing their teams. Like we, you know, Trent's this Trent's there. Um, but then after, and I think Parasix in most of them, but like after that, like it's pretty wide open. Like people have different players there. And like you said, the keepers are wide open. I see a lot of Mendy and Cancelo and that's great. But in my head, I'm like Ederson and Chilwell are 0.5 cheaper than going Cancelo and Mendy. And Mendy doesn't even play every week. I mean, he does, but there's these weird weeks where he just doesn't play. So, like, even though Mendy at 5 million is super attractive to me, like, I guess not to get in all the prices, I just feel like there, there won't be as strong a template as, as there usually is in game week one. Um, yeah. Uh, it's interesting, I think. I mean, the, the other thing, I a couple of other things I'd add to that, I mean, picking up on the point around Trent and Robbo, there's a lot of talk around is Trent going to start to eight or Robbo at seven and a half? And I think you said, no, no, Trent will be seven and a half because he, I didn't, it. <laughs> he, he didn't get as many points as the previous seasons. But actually, relatively speaking, he's kind of half a million more expensive because everyone else is so much cheaper. Yes, exactly. Um, and the I second thought, thing... Sorry, go ahead. And the second thing is the strikers. Because obviously last season, you remember, we could never find a striker for, for love nor money. 
but now because obviously Haaland, people think he's going to be he's going to do well. He was he's going to be popular, and you and there's obviously Kane there. But then you there's just a few more strikers there. Jesus going to Arsenal probably helps with that. I just think there's. I just think that there's. I think the strikers will suddenly come back in, but I think last season, I think quite a few games were probably playing just with one striker. And I remember just playing, you know, yeah. heading up to all those, you know, those double game weeks, like what what striker can we get? And I think this season, I think there'll be a lot. I, I think there's a lot more options up, up front, which I think, again, I think those probably opens up your, you know, plays more the point you were making, Kev, which is there's more options, and therefore, you know, there'll be, you know, that 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 draws you away from that, you know, those 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 template players. I like it. I like that there's more options. Even like starting in keeper. I like there's gonna there's probably gonna be like six popular keepers. Some people will go Raya 4.5, some will go Pope 5 million, some will go Mendy 5 million. I think a lot will go Ederson once they you know, I kind of view that as like a cheap way into a clean sheet at City nailed, right? But um there, you know, I think there is still a bit of a template. I won't say who it is now. I think we all know who's in it, but we'll talk about that in a later point. The only other thing that I think uh, stood out to me is there's a lot of really great players in the 8 million mid range. And it's yeah. hard to find them all if you're going with Mo. Uh, I've seen some non Mo drafts that have like Mares, Luis Diaz, and Madison. And it's like, it's actually pretty attractive, but like, you just you can afford Mo fairly easily, so I feel like it's better to just start with Mo. The four point five to five million D, like I said, and the five point five to six point five million mids. There seems to be a lot of a, different mm. opinions and a lot of different ways you can go, and I think it's really great. It's cool to see, but I think what's key to note is just like we can all get to these players pretty quickly in the first few game weeks if you keep your team flexible. So five at the back, yeah. four mid, and only one striker and you have two fodder like i just think going four four two or three four three or something to start is just just gonna set yourself up to to kind of like jump on whoever breaks out like the flexibility is key like i said earlier you're probably not gonna get all your preseason picks right and you're gonna find out real quick and you don't want to be sat there having to put out fires when everyone else is jumping on the breakout players so I like flexibility to start, and that's that's what stood out to me. I I'm, yeah, I guess I mean the flip points of flexibility. Coming back to what we were just talking about in terms of the wild card, <clears throat> people are going to play that at some point in the first eight or nine game game weeks. So eight's a make... what? Eight's not soon, man. Yes, like, it, I mean, like come game week eight, if you don't have some of these breakout players, like there's there's gonna be like two or three bandwagons by then. There's, I, I like whoever the cheap forward is that breaks out, like everyone's just going to pile into that guy. You know, if like Mitrovic comes on fire or like that guy Brighton signed or whichever. Duff, yeah. Two, yeah. Whichever the two crystal palace forwards, they're both five, five, whichever one, like if one of them is like clearly nailed, like it's like, dude, a nailed five, five striker <laughs> like that. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They're not five, five, man. They're like six, two when you're buying them. If you're putting out fires. So it's like a big advantage to be flexible. Yeah, no, fair point. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I agree. Agree with that. I, I'm not saying necessarily. I, I agree with you. I, I think having a fodder up front is always a bit risky because that player, you know, is never going to break out. Whereas in the midfield, if you've got a four and a half player, there is a, the, you know, we may well get, you know, like a Cantwell, as you said, that breaks out, and actually you can actually jump on that from your midfield, but you can't up front. But. We shall, but I, I. But the fact you've got the wild wild card means you can maybe, maybe be more more aggressive, 
that doesn't necessarily mean being inflexible. I, I guess you can do the two things without necessarily. Um, I guess before one point two, the only thing I'd say is it's an it's gonna be another fucking weird season. <laughs> it's like third season in a row, man. Got two COVID seasons, one where the game shut down, opened up, random wild card came out of nowhere. You got last season where shit like we just kept losing games and they gave us an extra free hit. Now we got this fucking Qatar World Cup season where we've got this extra wild card. Like there hasn't been a normal season in three years now. I mean, effectively, it's two seasons, isn't it? You've got two half seasons. That's what we're yeah. playing. This is, I've not even, you know, you don't have to consider anything past game week 16. No. But I, well, I mean, there was some, I guess there was a strategy like bring in Mo, bring in Holland. I mean, we're probably all, we're going to all do that anyway. But I mean, because they don't go to World Cup, they'll be rested. All those like not going to go to World Cup because they're going to be rested. Like that shit's all at the window. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you're just going to have an extra wild card. Unless you're planning for your like stuck leagues or something, you know, then yeah, maybe consider that. But like, no, it changes I, I, everything. Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm not, well, as I, I, I know I said at the top, I'm not surprised they've done this because I think they have to do this to re, re, re energize the game after the World Cup. Otherwise, yeah, you called it. They, they will lose players. And it has it has to be to the masses, not just the smaller proportion that take the game far too seriously. <laughs> right. So we should move on to agenda two. So this is top six teams. So I would like you choose the first team, Kevin. You can go where you'd like to go. You, you want me to just talk about the players that I think we'll actually consider from an FPL perspective? Uh, I'd like to go team by team. So choose a team. No, I know. That's yeah. what I mean. But that's what you want me to do. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll start with City. Okay. Because I just put them at the top. So, I mean, Holland, I think, is part of the template, right? There's there's no point going against it. Uh, I mean, I don't think I've seen a fucking... I don't think I've seen a picture of someone's first draft that doesn't have Holland in it. Yep. Um, I mean, the fact he came in a bit cheaper than De Bruyne and the fact that there's just less forwards to pick from. And he's just a likable guy. I was saying to someone else the other day, like, you know, he keeps posting these, like, funny videos and stuff. And it's nice to see a guy that's oozing so much confidence, like have a sense of humor and do funny stuff and not just be some like twat with an ego, you know, like it, it's like, of course he has an ego, but like he's, he just seems like a funny guy and like a likable guy, not just like some prat that doesn't want to sign kids autographs and doesn't want to talk to the press or something. So I don't know. I like him. I think he's gonna be a fan favorite and Maybe he won't hit the ground running. Maybe it'll be like Werner all over again. I don't know. But if he's part of the template, like he's going to be like, it's just not worth betting against it. So I think he's an absolute lock in our teams. And then after that, you could go, you know, like I said, I'm seeing Cancelo at seven. Yeah, sure. Great value. But there's also tons of great value in D. Uh, I think Ederson at 5.5, it's it's an absolute lock into covering the clean sheet at Man City at like a pretty decent price. Uh, if you compare it versus the other keepers, it's not a great, you know, you could save a million going down to 4.5. I get it. Or like 0.5 to Mendy. But I just think Ederson is just so much more valuable. And it's just hard to get locked in city clean sheets because he rotates so much, right? Yep. The other the other cheap ways to get in would be the other two players I have written down. Well, I have three more players written down. But but Walker and then I put Cucurella in because it's, it sounds like a pretty strong rumor he's going to go there. Yep. If he doesn't go there, then, you know, I probably wouldn't go Ederson. I'd probably go Walker um, to start. I think that's probably worth the punt if Cucurella doesn't move there at $5 million. 
but but remember, we might not know that until game week five when the yeah, transfer window. Point. Good point. I'm probably going to start with Ederson and, and just fade uh, the other D. Like I said, Cancelo and Ederson. Uh, sorry, Cancelo and uh, Mendy cost 0.5 more than Ederson and Chilwell. Yeah. And you might, or or if you already have Chilwell, Ederson and James. So I, I just think I, this is more attractive to me. Um, and I know Cancelo has way more attacking potential than, you know, Ederson, what he brings and, and other keepers have more saves than that. But the, the, the defender you're getting instead of Cancelo, hence James or Chilwell also has tons of attacking ability, right? So um, the only other play is Mares, man. I really, really like him with Jesus gone and if Sterling moves, which sounds likely. Uh, you could probably say the same thing for Foden. But just Mares, when he plays, is like FPL premium player. So at eight million, I think, you know, am I going to start with him? That's tough, and I'll talk about that later. But if I was able to start with a second eight million mid, because I think Luis Diaz is like way too cheap, uh, I rank him ahead of Mares in the eight millions. But if I could have a second eight million, Mares, I would love to have in my team. Like I just think he could. I mean, his FPL points per match when he starts is off, is through the roof. He's like top five, I'm pretty sure, or he's in and around it. Let's just say that. So I don't have to go fact check because I'm too lazy to do that later. But like, I don't know. He really stands out to me. What do you think? Um, I like Mares, but I really like Grealish at 7.0. Um, he played a lot last season. I know he got a bit of an injury, and the he never he never quite turned that into four. He he, he never quite transferred his Villa form across. But I think similarly with, you know, with Jesus gone and Sterling, as you say, looking like on, the, on his way out, I, I think Grealish, you know, if he shows any sort of form he's had from Villa, he could be absolutely outstanding. And um, so I, I, I quite like Grealish and I can very much, I can see myself starting with him. It feels a bit bit of a risk versus Mahrez, but I, I, I quite like him. Um, obviously, I mean, the, I guess the thing we haven't said is Man City's fi- fixtures look really good to start off with as well, which is why I think going for I think going for at least two of their players is probably important. I know they got West Ham away first game, but they got West Ham away, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, Palace at home, Nottingham Forest at home, Villa away, Tottenham at home, Wolves away, Man United at home, Southampton at home. I think they're pretty decent fixtures for my. From my from my reckoning, I mean, I guess the thing is that they're kind of fixture proof a little bit anyway, aren't they? Man City in terms of, you know, they they can clean in even the biggest games. Um, the yeah. the only other the only other player I was going to mention, um, and they may get a few more minutes if um, with with you know with with the players leaving, is uh, Palmer. So he's the yeah he he's four and a half. He's coming out. He's coming at you guys just watch the under twenty ones, man. Like I, that guy's not going to get minutes unless he he's transferred. They they also have Alvarez. They're not loaning out. Who's like the next phenom? So like I don't see Palmer playing at all. Yeah, yeah. you know well, Alvarez I'm, isn't leaving, right? I mean, he's ahead of Palmer. Yeah, I, I think Palmer might get some minutes. I wouldn't start with them. And and of course the the other thing is, the, the I was the downside is you go in a four and a half million bit of bench fodder in Palmer that. Takes up one of your three city slots if you want to go yeah. for three city. Did but you just... just watch the under twenty ones because I feel like that probably like gave some like bias or or you know what I mean. Like I I saw a lot of that like uh, that guy for Aston Villa this that like 
dominating the under 21 is a lot different than actually playing in a top six Premier League club. Like, yeah, I mean, Eddie and Ketty can tell you that because because Nketi is the England's top goal scorer, isn't in the in under 21s, but he yeah. he's not really quite transferred that to Arsenal so far, anyway. No, I mean, it's one like Foden, I remember when he was on it, right? Awesome, took him a few years to get in. I mean, maybe later in the season. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, he's just he's, he's one to watch. I certainly wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't suggest anyone starts with Palmer. But I'm just, I, I keep an eye on him. The only comment I make on all your stuff is I wouldn't start with Grealish, dude. I I get where you're coming from. Guy had three goals and three assists in like two thousand minutes last year. It's not like he didn't play. He's not that same talisman guy as he was with Villa. It, it's just different. Like I hope he gets into that kind of form. But, like, with Foden there, it's going to be Holland. I mean, fucking Kevin De Bruyne runs that team, dude, not Grealish. You know, like, everything goes through De Bruyne. Like, I I just think it's hard for Grealish to – How where is he going to get all these goals and assists from? Like, I there's – like, Cancelo goes up and, and, and pushes him back, you know? Like, I just think – I think I, – I, I think great price at $7 million. I hope he breaks out. I actually really like watching him. I hope he's in my team, but there's no way I'd start with him. I just feel like, similar to last year, like that it's more likely he isn't in and around it in the goals than he is based on the the rest of the cast they have on that team. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I – I'm listening. I'm, I can hear you, but I'll probably still start with him. But we shall okay. see. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me I'll ask go you them. this: Do you want to? You're going to go Liverpool because I was going to say something about Man United, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go Liverpool now. So okay, let, you go let, Liverpool. Let me jump. It's fairly simple. So yeah, um, true. Four Salah, players. Salah is 13 million and will be popular pick because it's Salah. But yeah. Luis Diaz, who I think was excellent last season and seemed to become embed into that front three fairly quickly and obviously with Mane gone I think will be almost the guy that plays in the front three on a regular basis, almost take Mane's place he's 8 million, that 5 million pound difference is massive and I think it creates that Mo versus no Mo question which I guess we can come back to sure. uh, in the next part um, Trent and Robbo 7.5 and 7 are going to be popular I think Trent, I think you've already said Kev, probably be end up in some form of template but um Robbo will also be popular, uh, but as we just as you talked about in the first part, Kev, I think the alternatives to Robbo in terms of of, of having both 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 those because the value in defence makes that an interesting decision. Um, Jota at nine million going to forward puts me off him, so I just yeah. don't think Jota's going to play every week. Um, and of course, you've got the the new chap Darwin nine million who's new to Prem. He could be quite good. I think he's. Because Jesus is coming a bit cheaper, I just don't think he'll be as popular. But he's certainly one to keep an eye on. Right. Um, the only other, the only other thing I was going to say is I like Harvey Elliott. He's five point Me too, man. Um, if he can get in the run of the teams, I'd be looking at getting him into in, into my team. I'd even I'm, if I think he might start the season, and I'll come to my team in a bit. I actually only have two Liverpool at the moment. I might, and I have a five million player. I might put Harvey Elliott in if I think he might actually get a run to start off with. And the only other thing I'd say is Milner's coming at 4.5, so not one to start, but if there's a few injuries in that team, he can be a great enabler as the season goes along. And the same will be true of like that Ramsey chap they brought, who's like 4 million. So similar to um, uh, Simicas, obviously covered for Robbo last season. And two players to watch out in case they move on is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's 5 million. 
I think he's trying to leave, but I'm not sure where he's going. And Nico Williams at four million, he's been linked to a few Premier League teams, so he could be a great enabler and like a, a Fulham or, or wherever we might end up. I'm, yeah. I'm making up. I've no no idea if he's linked to Fulham. So that that was my thoughts on Liverpool. Anything to add, Kev? Yeah, I think Allison. I mean, I oh, yeah. I I think the you. 99% of people are going to pick three of Mo, LD, uh, Trent, and Robbo. But if you're like, oh, I want a cheaper way into their clean sheet or something, then Allison is definitely like, yeah. I mean, they made them that little bit cheaper where it's like, fuck, 5.5 million for like a locked in pool clean sheet, right? Like it, it's something to consider. I just think they made Luis Diaz so cheap. And, and they didn't lower Robertson's price. And there's so many good, cheap defenders. I just think, for me, it's Luis Diaz over Robertson to start. Um, I was I was sort of in the camp of, like, Luis Diaz instead of Mo, 5 million cheaper. But I did a Mo draft, and I did a non-Mo draft. And, like, the, they're not – it's not, like, so much better because they made all these really great other players cheap. It's not that hard to fit Mo in. He's going to be a super heavy captain favorite. All the teams they play to start are are like such great fixtures. Mo could just go on fire. I hope he doesn't. I hope I hope like Nunez and Luis Diaz and I actually I I I, I hope they change the formation a little bit and go with like a, a four two three one and kind of have like Nunez up top with uh, Mo on the right and I don't know uh, well Luis Diaz on the left and then I guess Jota or Firmino. I don't know how they would do it, but something and kind of kind of like lower Mo's dependence is with five subs, you know, I could see Mo actually getting subbed a little more than he normally does. Yeah. So my thought is start with Mo, pick, you know, start with Trent. I mean, he's gonna be like a hundred percent on, but like start with Mo, start with Trent. I'm picking LD. A lot of people are going to pick Robbo. I mean, nobody's going to pick Harvey Elliott, dude. <laughs> but you, I guess. But like, if he, me. even if he has a hot preseason, dude, I'm just going to assume like you know the other studs aren't playing in these games. That's part of it. And like, he's going to be in the mid three, right? Like his goals will all come from like running into the box late and stuff. Like they're he's going to have the odd big game. It's not going to be as consistent as these other guys. I the other thing I think of is just with Nunez. Like he played a lot on the left. So would he rotate with Luis Diaz a lot? And Jota plays on the left sometimes too. Like it sounds to me like, and from watching like Luis Diaz is the man, even if he is in rotation with these guys, the fact he's like a full million cheaper, even than Jota and Nunez, he's attractive just from that standpoint, but to be like 5 million, the Mo, like my plan is start with those two. And I actually hope I, I if, if I'm hoping Luis Diaz puts up like, Without his nose on pens and stuff, but like at least somewhat as attractive as. Mo. But I think starting with Mo just makes sense, especially like come game week three when they play like Bournemouth, like at home. Like <laughs> I just don't, you know, I'm gonna captain Mo that game. Like you know, I want him for that. So anyway, I think three of those four most people will pick. I'm curious who your two are later. Okay, um, do you want to do United then? Because you seem to be jumping that way before. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say about the the, you know, when you when we were talking about like where the value is or in the midfielders with like the Grealishes and stuff at seven, I was just gonna say like United, 
with Ronaldo, I don't want a single fucking player in that team, right? I mean, it's Ron's team, and they were, like, disgusting last year. I know there's a new coach coming in, or I wouldn't say I don't want any. Just complete wait and see, watch and see for me, right? If Ronaldo does leave, which it sounds like, I mean, as much as people want to get at that or whatever, like, he's like a Champions League legend, and he wants to play in Champions League. I get it, right? I'm not going to go do it. There's probably, like, two-hour pods just on this guy leaving to go to, like, Chelsea or Bayern or wherever the hell he goes. But, like, if if he does leave, then like the whole team almost looks value, man. Sancho at f- seven five, Rashford at six five. If he moves into that like center forward spot and they don't sign anyone, Bruno had the most points in the entire league the year when Ronaldo wasn't there. I mean, he's gonna get like five plus pen goals added to his tally just because. Um, like all you know, all of a sudden, like Rashford really stands out. Ericsson, who you know, I I thought he was six, but like he's not in the game. I'm assuming because he signed with Man United, they're probably bumping him up to like seven, five or eight or seven or something, right? Like, but if he was six, I mean, you got to consider him. Will he, will him and Bruno take away from each other? Sure. But I mean, Erickson's going to play, I think, and he's going to have an input. He'll probably hurt Bruno more than Bruno will hurt him. I could see Erickson taking corners. I could see Erickson taking all the free kicks. So I actually, you know, depending on his price, but if he's at six, like maybe I start with him, even if Ronaldo's there, maybe not. I don't know. Ronaldo being there, Ronaldo not being there is the main thing. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I mean, agree with all that. Uh, what I would say is that their defense of all 5 million from what I can see is not good value until someone can tell me their defense is going to improve massively from last season. I think it's just too much value elsewhere. So I wouldn't touch the defense. Exactly. And the other thing to say is Pereira, I think, has just agreed to, to move to Fulham, and that's relevant because he's four and a half million pound midfielder. He's four five? I thought he's five yeah. five. Ooh, it just changed everything, dude. Is he, I think I got four I, right now. Yes. I'm going to check. You know, when you say something, you think, am I wrong? That's ridiculous because he's going to be like one of their main guys. Andres Pereira, four and a half million, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw he went there. I just didn't know. I mean, he's going to be with, like, Harvey uh, Wilson or whatever his name is, the Liverpool guy that moved, and Mitrovic, obviously. there's a, That's going to be the three. Yeah, so he's four and a half million, so I think he's in the most oh popular God. four and a half, half mid, 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 midfielder, assuming that transfer does go through. So. Dude, that's What's awesome. The... I didn't know that. That's huge. Right. Let's talk about Chelsea. Um, yes. So... Chelsea, I guess the news is the defence looks good value. You've got Mendy at five million, which we've talked about, who, as Kev says, does miss the occasional game to give what it was Kepa. I don't think Kepa's going to leave, apparently, but he hasn't left yet. But... He's four or five, though. He's not four. If Kepa was four, Mendy Kepa, no big deal. But the four... Yeah, really? Because then you've used up two Chelsea spots in your keepers. So I don't think that really fixes it anyway. Anyway, he's he, he's not four, so it's irrelevant. But... um. The problem, as you say, is he likes the, he's got this concept of rhythm, hasn't he? And he likes the keeper if he's got a cup game coming up to get a couple of games under his belt, which means Mendy misses the odd game. But if Kepa does go and they don't sign what you might class as a, a top class second choice keeper, perhaps Mendy will play all season. So there was certainly a risk with taking him. Uh, Chilwell and James are both six million. Um, I think there's going to be a split decision on whether it's Chilwell or James. I know you're in the Chilwell camp, I'm in the James camp. Yeah, I think both are excellent. Both have got a lot of attacking threat. Uh, the reason why I'm t- t- 
trending towards James. I just think he's an absolute favourite of of Tuchel. But I can, I mean, end of day, if we both, you know, one goes Chill or one goes James, if one scores out, outscores the other, no one's going to be surprised. So they're, they're both great picks. Um, the other thing I'd say about the defence is we have to remember they have lost Rudiger, who mm-hmm. was their best defender. Christensen's gone as well. I'm not sure he was necessarily the best defender. Aspilicueta is getting older. I thought he'd left, but he still seems to be in the game. Um, he is going to leave, though. Oh, uh, is he? Right. And I know they've got, they've got Silver as well. And obviously, he's not getting any younger. So they've got an aging defense. Mm-hmm. Well, they're bringing, they're, all, they're like heavily rumored to get these like studs in, though. Yeah, exactly. It depends who they get in. I, I'd want to be confident, though. I think we're all assuming they're going to be really good defensive. But if you remember last season, they started off really well with loads of cleans. I don't have the stats to hand. So like you, I've been far too lazy. But Chelsea went through a run where they didn't have that many clean sheets. Their cleans weren't as good. Their their defence fell off the cliff a little bit. But maybe that's partly because of what was happening with the sanctions against Abramovich and the fact that half the players knew they were leaving at the end of the season. I just think that has an impact on everything. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's something there. And then in terms of... Midfield. I mean, I think Mount's expensive at eight million. Me too. I think there's there's too many other options there. Uh, I like Havertz at eight million as a forward. Me too. Um, and I I'm a massive fan of Pulisic, and he's six million. I if know, he can, insane. yeah. Um, if he has any run at all, he's a fucking must owned. Yeah, he's Pulisic. Yeah, he's really, really. He's a really good player. Uh, he's. He had, I think Tuchel quite likes him. I think he played quite a lot for him last season. He just, yeah, we, we'll just have to see how that plays out. The only other player I'd mention is Broyer as five and a half. Not because I think he'll play for Chelsea, but I think he'll end up somewhere else in the Premier League. So he may well be that sort of, that cheap enabler forward that you know is going to get some goals for you. Although I, I know a few people had some uh, difficult times with Broyer last season when we had him in the back end of last season. He didn't really do that much, but... I think he's still got a bit of... Uh, the, the other guy, I'm not sure he's actually in the game, I've made a note of this, is Levi Collowell, who's a very who's a young defender there. See, I'm cheap if he's even in the game. I'm just, I haven't checked. The, this is the joy of it only coming out six hours ago, isn't it? Uh, oh, he's not even in the game. But the, but they've, they've got a young defender, I'd seen this, who's a guy called Levi Collowell, and he's been linked with some Premier League clubs, but he's not even in the game. The, sorry, the only other person to mention is our our good friend Billy Gilmore, who was a loan at, at uh, Norwich last season, he's four and a half million quid again. I know he didn't do a lot for Norwich last season, but I think in a better team he might he might do something. So again, he could be a, a bit of an enabler if he if he moves elsewhere. Right. Do you want to do Spurs, Kev? Well, I was. Can I add on to that? Because like I also, I'm curious what happens with Connor Gallagher. Like, is he going to play for them? Because he looked pretty fucking good at, at points for Palace, man. Like, there were points where it was like, oh, yeah. if he was on Chelsea right now, he'd be starting every game. Like, he's a, like, they good don't really point. have a player that does that. And uh, I just think with Chelsea, it's the same old man. They've got this wingback formation. It means there's one last forward spot. So there's just a shitload of rotation. If Havertz was absolutely nailed as a forward at 8 million, I would, I would arguably have him over. Jesus, or what I might even consider having like him as a third forward and have like heavy up top because there isn't a lot of value in the forward, but there is in midfield. So, you know, maybe change it up. But because of that rotation, you know, Pulisic at six, am I going to start with them? Hell no. <laughs> I don't even know who's <laughs> going to play on that team. Right. So I just yeah. think it's wing backs. That's pretty much it. But 
to your point about the clean sheets uh, going away, I also think Conte, Conte or Conte, I don't know, whatever, but he, he sort of like started slipping on his form and he's like a world-class player and a big part of why they have the clean sheets is having like two, uh, two of those CDMs in there and between Jitch, yep. Jorginho and Conte, like they're good. And they also have three CBs and the wingbacks go back and defend. But as soon as those CDMs aren't playing up to snuff and the press isn't working or they just seem to let like one gross goal get in, then it changes everything. I just think the wingbacks, the attacking return, the attacking returns, plus the clean sheet's almost a bonus, but they're like top three, four clean sheet team in the whole game. So they're just really good assets to own. But yeah, I'm with you. I think Mount's expensive. And the other thing I'll say about Mount, I owned him twice last year. I didn't <laughs> fuck all from him. He's really streaky. He's really streaky. He had that random like toothache injury that I got screwed on the first time. But people bring him in after he goes on this little tear. And then uh, he kind of goes cold. All his points come in batches. And it's hard to get them. And he does also miss the odd game due to rotation. Especially when cup games and start, stuff starts picking up. So I just... I think that, you know, I, I was having a, a quick story. I was having an argument with a buddy of mine about Tammy Abraham. I'm like, Tammy's awesome. This, that, and the other. He's like, look at his stats for Chelsea. He was shit. They had to send him off. And I was like, look at every other fucking forward or attacker for Chelsea in the last like four years back to like Hazard being there. None of them get lots of goals, man. It's their system. They've got these wingbacks that the forwards don't really thrive there. It's not because. Higuain or Lukaku or whoever else they have is their number nine that hasn't worked out is shit. It's just their system doesn't really like feed to the striker, and, you know. So it's just a tough one for their attackers. They're a, they're a wait and see outside of the D for me. Yeah. Okay. Did so you want to do Spurs? I thought you'd want to do Spurs. Haha. <laughs> uh, are you going to change your? Uh, <laughs> are you going to change your profile pick because you lost that bet? Uh, I don't have any pictures of any Spurs, so probably not. <laughs> Dude, you got to honor the bet. I would have put up a Blades pick. He, Chris bet, uh, the bet was Son would be a forward. And I was like, there's no way. Son's going to be a midfielder. And loser of the bet has to change their profile picture. My dad's a Sheffield Wednesday supporter, so I'd have, I would have had to change my profile pick to a picture of a Blades jersey. And Chris is, Dude, you got to do it, man. I know it sucks, but you can't not go oh, if, you, if, if, you, if you send me a picture of one then i'm not googling okay. it you can send okay. me a picture of one i'll do it <laughs> you're going it yeah you don't want smart text big brother to start or a uh, big data start sending you spurs <laughs> stuff you're like if, if you send me a picture after this i'll, I'll do it i mean okay. i mean to, for context i wasn't really that into the bet i was like well i think he might be a forward and that was more on the basis that, that sometimes they've been playing two up top and he'd kind of been playing up front uh, rather than the fact that he was playing left of but a... The, actual, the reason why I didn't, I said absolutely no chance is because they seem to, FPL seems to do it based on like team sheets. So if Kane's listed as the center forward, like it doesn't matter that he drops deep during the game. Like they just care about team sheets. So anyway, Spurs, Kane, Son, bit surprised to see Son more than Kane, but did think he'd shoot up in price. I mean, it's like every fucking year this guy's in like the top three and for some reason comes in at 10 million. <laughs> like he, you know, it's crazy. Like finally he got the respect. It's just sort of priced Son out of the game. Kind of like when Mane shot up, right? Yeah. I mean, 
you can only really have two. Maybe you could force one in. But now it's like the Kane's cheaper. I know Song gets more points for goals and more points for assists. Usually Kane's the better pick, though. Last year, I'm not going to say it's an anomaly because Song was really impressive. But it's an anomaly in the sense where Kane is usually the better FPL player over like the last five years. So the fact he's a little cheaper, the fact it takes one of your forward spots up instead of one of your midfield spots, I think that's attractive. Uh, and he's on pens. So if I was going to pick a third premium, it would be Kane for me over Son. That extra 0.5 million is actually really useful in the first game week of the year. Uh, Kulisevsky, I mean, he's up to 8 million. I think that's fair. But the fact that Richarlison's there, it, it's just sort of made all of the non-Kane and Son attackers a wait and see. Uh, defenders are where it's at. Larice at 5.5, that's, I get it. He was the second highest scorer. But I don't think of him in that same class as Allison and Ederson. I don't know if you do, but to me, he should nope. be five. I don't. He would be very attractive at five. I still, I, I don't think that would have like broke the game and everybody would have had him. I still think there'd be a lot of variety, but I just think no one's going to go Larice at five five, especially when Parasic, uh, who had like eight goals, seven assists last year, would have had like two hundred fantasy points. I know it's a different league and all that, but like this guy attacks. He also plays out of position amongst the front three uh and that was when he was playing under conte at at inter milan so i mean this guy is uh he's sort of to me they could have made him in midfielder and and even at like 5.56 i don't think anybody would have really picked him but the fact that he's a defender at 5.5 um and the fact that spurs I'm pretty sure since conte came in last year they were like the fourth best clean sheet team throughout the rest of the year like, I, I think he's a great pick. The downside is with the five subs, Conte's known to sub before 60 minutes with his wing backs. Um, they've got this much deeper squad now because they made Champions League and they were able to attract guys like Richarlison to come and sit on their bench. So, you know, there will be rotation and he's old. But I think Perisic's the pick. I don't really like any other wing backs. If, if I knew Doherty was nailed at five, I'd consider him. But... I think I think Paris is going to be in the template. So to me, it's just the risk of starting with him is not that bad. If he doesn't work out, you know, there's loads of other defenders to move to. And uh, the reason I like players to be in the template to start is if it doesn't work out, the price doesn't seem to drop as much if they have really high ownership. And uh, I think some people think the opposite. I had Saliba one year with barely any ownership at all. He dropped like 0.3 in two weeks. That doesn't happen with highly owned players. Even if millions are transferring them out, they don't drop that quickly. I think higher ownership is better to protect your in the bank. So so if you're taking a punt, kind of like a Parasix bit of a punt, I like that he's likely going to be part of the template because I think it protects my uh, team value a bit if I'm wrong. What do you think, buddy? Um, I agree with I agree with what you said. Um, Perisic, well, I'm not convinced by Perisic, so that I mean, I'm not agreeing with everything you've said. Mostly because I, I think I'm not surprised he was a defender because he played win back last season, so it's not surprised yeah. to see him there. Um, but I agree, he can play further up the field. The fact that he's, you say he's 33, isn't he? Maybe even 34. That he, there, there was a question mark there, and it's a new league. But I'm kind of not massively into him, but I think I might go with him because 
as you say, I think if he does break out, he's going to, you know, if suddenly he starts playing in the front three, you'd be going, hang on a second, why have we not got this guy? Um, the only thing to say about their fixtures are they do play Chelsea away the second game of the season, which is not an ideal fixture. But Southampton at home is a lovely first fixture. And they've also got West Ham away in game week five and Man City away in game week seven. So I probably wouldn't go triple Spurs mm. because of those three difficult fixtures in the first seven game weeks. Um the other one, I mean, I'm interested in McCarlison. Hopefully, he's banned for the first game, so no one's going to get him in start off with his eight and a half million. But, you know, if he starts playing for them on a regular basis, he could be a bit of a, maybe a bit of a hedge on Son or Kane. But I, I think you have to believe it to see. I mean, Kudasvesky was actually, do, or Kulu as we call him, because I can't pronounce his name. Um, what was, was he six last year or something? And he was actually, uh, for some points, he was given, you know, he was, he was getting a fair good chunk of points but that was obviously he's only got a four million differential to Son which is different to Diaz and Salah which is what five million isn't it and I just think I think he's just too expensive the only other one to mention is is it Joe Roden or yep. Rodden? Roden he's four million and again he's hmm. being linked with other Premier League teams that could be uh, a okay. good bar- bargain place defender to look out for um, and then we save the best for last so um, <laughs> Arsenal so I mean, there's value all over the place here. Uh, I think, and not to cut you off, but like a lot of us are going to start with three of these guys. Yeah, um, it's interesting because we'll just come to fixtures before we go to the team. We have got Palace away first game of the season. Now we remember last That's season, great. Palace have got decent defense, and um, and then we got Leicester at home. At, so they are at but, home. You should say Palace at home are awesome. They yeah, were Palace, in yeah. like the second half of last year. They were awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're playing them away. So they're, they're at home. So that's a difficult first game. And then we've got Leicester at home, second game. Uh, Leicester can be a good team. They were a bit, they were very Jekyll and Hyde team. So I think the fixtures are good, but I'm just saying the Palace, the Palace away is maybe not as great an attacking game as you might, as you might first think. Cause you, but you have to remember Palace at home last season were, were decent, but I mean, all the midfielders have gone up in price. I really was hoping Odegaard wouldn't be six and a half. I think he's a bit too expensive. I, oh, yeah. The thing with Odegaard is, I think if he was playing number 10 every week, I think he'll get more goals and assists this season, particularly with Jesus up front. I, I don't, think, don't think it's been confirmed yet, but I'm expecting Odegaard will be clapped in. And I think that will make a difference to his minutes. Um uh, I think Jesus is an absolute bargain, eight million. I was thinking it'd be eight and a half, maybe nine. Eight is just an absolute bargain. I just think he's going to go straight into my team. And yeah, as we talked about before, the fixtures turn after game week nine, so I, I, you, can, you can bin him then on a, on on a wild card. Um, I think Ramsdale's too expensive at five. Yeah, uh, when you look at all the rest of the keepers, it's not. But, it's like everyone else is just so cheap. Why would you go there? But he was the man when Party was fit. Yeah, and there's a question mark over party, but we probably don't don't need. We'll, 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 let's let's see. How, let's rather than make rumors, let's let's see how that plays through. Um, I think Tommy Astor and White at four and a half are both great enablers, and I think having one or both of them is not a crazy thing to do at the start of the season. You know, I'm a massive fan of Kieran Tierney. If yeah. he can get any, if that if he wasn't made of glass, yeah. he, he and he gets if he can be as tacking as he can be at five million is an absolute bargain. But I just think he's too risky to start the season with. I'm not even sure he'd be fit at the start of the season. To be fair, and Gabriel, I think, I think I read somewhere that he had like the most 
he was one of the most attacking, if not the most attacking defender in the league. He scores quite a lot of goals from corners. So he's five million. So he's he's not a terrible player to have. Um, you have you have three Gabriels. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. As in the defender. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew. I was just fun. I was just I wasn't saying dude, like you should say who it is. I'm I was saying dude, that's crazy. Um I really like Martinelli, but he's six million. But I, I think yeah. the challenge now is we've got Vieira in, who looks like he's a bit of a number ten, which is a question mark over Odegaard's position. Yeah, we're not going to get Rafinha. It looks like he's probably going to go to. He looks like he's just playing Chelsea and Arsenal to get his move to Barca. But let, let's see how that plays through. I think Saka's overpriced at eight because I Me don't too. think he'll keep penalties now either. Um, I think they'll be going to Jesus. Would, would be my my guess. Um, I I struggle. Of all the of all the midfielders, you've got Martinelli at six. I think Smith Rowe's six. He didn't yeah. look that. I, I'm not convinced that he's going to play every week. Vieira is not going to play every week. I think I think Vieira will start playing Europa League, but he he might break out later on. I think if I was going to go for another Arsenal midfielder, I would probably go Odegaard. I think he'll get. I think he's the most nailed on. But he's it's just but, a bit but, too much, man. Like I'd rather. Sorry, I'll wait. But but I think this I, well I agree about what, what you're about to say I think six 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 and a half is a little, little bit too much so for me it's Jesus at eight million and then maybe one or two defenders uh, depending okay. on how, how much you want to back it what what about yourself Yeah I agree I think clearly Arteta wants to have two really good players in every position hence trying to get Rafinha for Saka although I think they just move one of them to the left but I I think. When when Jesus's price came out this morning and it was eight, I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, that's awesome!" And yeah. I look at him versus Saka, and people think, "Okay, well, midfielders they get more points for goal, they get the clean sheet point. Wouldn't wouldn't Saka be better than Jesus?" And in my mind, I'm like, "I I get that." And I, there's always this cross uh, position argument, but like we still need to own three forwards. <laughs> they can't just not own any. And like this guy, I think he's going to be as close to nailed as it gets. And like his XG is insane. I know he must just yep. be a shit finisher or, or something. Cause he should, he should, he should win the golden boot every year with that XG. And who knows, maybe he will in this system. I think he's going to be a great player to start with. The fixtures are there and he's going to be highly owned. I think, you know, I have a sort of idea of what the template will look like and it, it, i didn't write his name down yesterday i was doing notes i'm tempted to put his name on that template i think he'll be the i think holland and jesus will be like everybody's starting forwards game week one like most people you see you know there'll be the odd wilson or whatever in there but like why wouldn't you just get an arsenal with great fixed guy um he seems to have probably less rotation than everyone else i don't really see in challenging him i don't think he would go there if that was the case and uh the only other thing I'd say is I like Martinelli a little more than you. I think near the end of the season, he was really showing how strong he can be. If Rafinha went there, like absolutely no way I would start with, with Martinelli. But uh, the reason I like him is because there's this range of midfielders between 5.5 and 6, maybe 6.5, that I think a breakout star is going to come from because there's just so many different really really good options of players in like good positions, you know, like Nettos and whatnot. Like not everybody likes Neto. A lot of people like them and think it's cheap, but like there's, there's just like six or seven guys like that. I think one of them has a really good chance to, to be like a breakout FPL player. 
So to me, I'm going to start with Martinelli because he's got the best fixtures out of all those guys because I think he's one of them. So I, I just like the thought of starting with him in mid and then uh, like not being attached to him at all. If it is Neto, if it is Eze, if it is, you know, Erickson, I don't think he'll end up being cheap. If it is Rashford, if it is one of these other guys that's dirt cheap in that price range, like um, Everton's guy, Gordon, then like I'll switch off of Martinelli and move over to him and it'll be easy. So I want somebody in that price range. And I, again, I think Martinelli has the best fixtures. So I like him. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of taking that approach to it. Not, oh, uh, the pressure's on. I have to nail if Martinelli's going to be good or not for the rest of the season if I go with him game week one. I'll just move off him. Yeah, I'm, I mean, to be clear, I think Martinelli's a fantastic player. Um, I His potential there is is very, very high. It looked like he might end up being the centre forward, but I don't know what's going to happen now that Jesus is there. I no, think he's. He, I don't he's mind in, him as a left wing at all, though. And like, I, I think he's going to share time with Smith Smith Rowe there, though, because Smith Rowe seems to be sort of dropping in there. I think Vieira might play there a little bit as well, and I think you might also see some points when Jesus plays there and then Ketia is up up front as you kind of move teams around. Yeah. So I I can see Martinelli, even if he's playing, maybe getting subbed at sixty minutes, but. I mean, he's not—he's not a crazy choice. I mean, I—I I am a massive fan of his. I just don't yeah. think Arteta rates him as much because it took him a bit of time to get him into the team. But uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see how the season goes. Yeah, I—I I, I always think, I—I I always think you can't read too much into preseason as well. You can, as I'm sure we've we fall into that trap before. Um, right. Yeah, but with a team like yours that's just done such a heavy hand in changes, I do actually think the last game or two, they will probably try out the main guys together to give them some gel time. Yeah, and I also think because when... I mean, that's the other thing about this season is there's games back-to-back with those teams in Europe. But Mm -hmm. the Europa League, first set of leagues, and I hope they won't come back to regret this, is generally fairly weak standard. So you You're going to have Vieira and your new guys in there. Exactly. So I, I think it just gives the core players a bit more time. Perhaps Vieira, Smith, Rose get there, and perhaps Martinelli yeah. ends up being first choice. He 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 is in the periphery, but I also agree with you. If you get him at the right price point, it doesn't matter that much. And as we said before, we're, we're all playing wild, wild cards fairly early, so it's not going to completely kill the whole game. If you don't, what you about don't... Uh, uh, the Brazilian guy you guys signed? Um. Oh. Yeah, Margulies, his name is, yeah. Is he, like, nowhere near the team? Like, he might get loaned out again? I've, I've seen know. one side where he looks like a defensive midfielder and one side where he's, like, an attacking winger. Like, I don't, I can't even find Mar- things. Mar- Marquinhos, I think he's a... Um, I thought he was attacking. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's an attacking I've player. I've seen two different... <laughs> one of these sites is wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty I mean? certain he's attacking. He's... Yeah, that's what I thought too. So it's just like one more winger in the mix, right? But like, yeah, but I, he's not near the team, right? Like, he would maybe get some appearances, but he has this like raw talent where he could break out. And yeah, if you if you look at Arteta, how he treats players is he will, um, he will, he will give the young players. He'll wait until he thinks they're ready and then give them some time. So mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think he'll be in the reckoning of the first eight game weeks. Perhaps we'll then play after that. And I guess that's also the point to make about. I guess the other the, the other thing we haven't talked about is William Saliba. So he's the guy that we bought what two a couple of seasons back, paid a lot of money, twenty or thirty million for this this guy. 
He's now actually got a French international cap. He's been on loan at Marseille, done really well. He plays in the same position as Ben White. Uh, Arteta's not been a fan of him to date. Um, but if Saliba ends up in the squad, he will expect to be playing, given he's now you know, a fully-fledged French international. So he might he might challenge Ben Ben White for time, which is probably why I think Tommy Asu is probably the pick of of, of, yeah. of of those of those those two players. Right. Um, we've touched a bit on this, but Kev, do you, do you want to just briefly tell us what you think the template versus non-template is? And then I wonder if we just read out where, where our teams are now. So I'm just conscious. Sure. Can I yeah, just name fine. a couple not big six non big six players that, like I thought, were, were of interest, and then I'll tell you my team, or or I'll, then I'll tell you where I my view on the template. Just like for for example, um, like Neto came in cheap. There seems to be like a split opinion on him, right? Like why is he in all these drafts? I'm seeing like I think with Neto, it's just before he got injured. And obviously you can't just ignore the injury, but before he got injured, he was sort of getting up there with Jimenez as like the main guy on the team. He takes all the corners and the set piece kicks, even when Matinho was out there, right? He was becoming an attacking threat. And then after his injury, he just sort of didn't look like the same player until the last few games of the year, he started looking like that again. So it's not like he's this awesome player. It's just he's 5.5 million. That's cheap, man. If he does what he was doing before and he's a midfielder, you know, so I, I just think he's not a bad player to punt on and they have really good fixtures to start. So that's what that's all it is. It's not like they're saying he's the best player in the world or anything like that. Right. And I think a lot of that, you know, a lot of these non uh, top six clubs come in a little cheaper because they're not on the top six. Like, for example, Bowen, KZ 8.5. Like, how could you price him higher than Mares? How could you price him higher than Luis Diaz and and Mount and Madison? Well, because he had the third most fucking points in the game for attackers last year. That's why it's 17 assists. Like, this guy is unreal. And, and like, last year he is in the... I don't remember how much he was, six-something? We barely owned him just because he he didn't have many double game weeks or whatever, and he had tough fixtures and, and Europa in the second half of the year, right? But like, dude, if you just held this guy in your team, you probably would have had a higher rank. So at 8.5 million, man, like it's a little shocking that we're not all excited about this guy, right? They have some tough fixtures to start, like Man City game week one. But I mean, I look at him versus Mount and I look at him versus Madison for only 0.5 more. He should be like 2 million more than those guys based on how the points have been going. Or maybe not two, but like one to one and a half, right? So yep. I really think Bowen is attractively priced. Uh, and once and like if I were to move off of a Mo or a, or a Luis Diaz, if I was going to only keep one of them, like I'm definitely watching Bowen. Uh, and then the other players are just you know the 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 cheap guys. Like I think Vardy coming down 0.5 is really interesting because I know he's old. I know like 9.5 still expensive, but this guy fucking scores tons of goals, doesn't he, when he's playing? <laughs> and last season, he was like leading the league in goals to start the year. He was scoring one like every week. And like, and then at, in that double game week near the end of last year, he was like a stud that week. And like, this guy just scores, man. I'm, the fact he came down 0.5 is sort of interesting. Um, and then I look at uh, the 5.5 forwards. Those really, I was like, oh, okay. Like, there's two guys on Palace. There's the one guy on Brighton. None of them are, are locked in nailed, but like one of these guys is probably going to come out of, out of nowhere. So I think they're worth watching. And then just the defenders. There's just so much freaking value, man. Justin, Johnny, uh, the the Arsenal guys, which we're talking non top six clubs here, but 
I mean, they're all four or five. That's crazy. That is, there's, there's so many of them, right? Like even like dunk at four or five, like normally they would make that guy like a five just cause, you know? Uh, and then in the five millions, you got Trippier, uh, cash, uh, Dean. There's so many <laughs> like, so I get big at the back is, is popular because of how many points they can potentially get, but I could see a Trippier getting that kind of points, man. Like Newcastle is going to be a way better club this year. And he's like on every kick. And we've, you know, he played four matches before his injury last year. He got a two, but then he got like a seven and eight and a nine. And when they got the clean sheet, he got the bonus point. So he kind of reminds me of this guy that's like, because he's sending in so many crosses, if they're going to get clean sheets, I think he's just going to get these bonus points that like Luca Dean and, and, and Trent get right. Yep. So they stood out to me and I think everybody should kind of monitor those players. And there's just so much selection. So we move on to the template to me. I think there's going to be less of a template than normal, but there are some players that are locked. Like Trent is locked. Everyone can agree there. I think Holland is locked. I mean, maybe you don't think he's going to be template. Like I, I haven't, I've only seen one team without him. And I was like, Oh, you don't have Holland. He said, Oh, if he's template, I'll probably go with him. Like he's going to be template dude. <laughs> like he's, he's, I think he'll be the most, I think he'll be one of the highest owned players. He's going to arguably be higher owned than Mo. I, I, I think the other thing about him, he's, for whether you're for you know the class you know anyone that doesn't even you know is a fairly casual player with this game he's Harlan, a star he's a, star. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a yeah. big star i think people just pick him because of his name so he'll, he'll, he'll be big across dude everyone. he's man city the highest scoring team the team that has these like rotation issues fucking center forward and he's he's i'm pretty sure he's nailed and like he he's gonna do stuff like Aguero was doing in my mind. And like Aguero, you would think of would be like in that 12 million camp. He's coming at 11, five, right? He could have been more than that. He could have been 12. I wouldn't have been shocked. If he was 12, he might've been a little less on, but 11, five, you know, th- I'm glad they didn't put him at like nine, like Nunez or 10, five or something. Cause that would have just been stupid. Like this guy scores a shitload of goals. He's super competent. He's very likable. Like, you know, and he's, it's nice because you can finally have this like Man City superstar without worrying about rotation, I think as much. His only knock is uh, injury proneness. But if that happens, you know, unless you're doing stuck league or something like you just swap him out. No big deal. He's going to be, you can move him to anyone in the game at 11-5. So, um, so he's template. I think most template, you know, when it first came out, I was, it was like you like, Oh, Luis Diaz is 5 million less, but then all these other players were so cheap. It's just easy to start with Mo. So there's no real, like that extra 5 million, like, where are you putting it? I started putting it in. I'm like, okay, I mean, I kind of go a little bit bigger in the back, but you don't really need to go bigger in the back. Cause of how, like I just said, there's all these good cheap D you don't need to do that. Like you can get like Mares in instead of Martinelli. Like, okay, I think I'd rather have Mo. <laughs> with those games right so it just kind of came down to that and i did a, I did my team and i was just like mo fits in pretty easily so i think he's template and then the other one's parasic uh i know not everyone might think of starting with him or whatever but i think as people start realizing how attacking he is and especially how attacking he is under conte and the fact that he has this ability to maybe play as a left winger and whatnot um where like they do a different formation or something, or just like, you know, plays some minutes there. I'm not saying he's going to start there. Obviously Son's there. I just think he's, he's just for game week one. I think he's going to be pretty template. Um, 
And but when I say template, I don't mean Twitter template. That's a really small percentage of the game. I mean like the EO is going to be really high. Like, you know, if you're worried about EO and the top 10K, like, and it, it's hard to gauge that game week one because the top 10K is not the real top 10K. It's like people that had a fluky game week and they're in the top 10K. But like the teams that are top 10K later on in the year, I think those are the kinds of teams that are going to want to own, uh, that are going to own Parasic. <clears throat> and those are the teams that you want to, if you're trying to do what the template's doing, you want to do those guys' teams. So it probably actually does look a bit more like the Twitter template than just whatever the, you know, generic people that don't really aren't as engaged as us, let's say, are doing. So, and that's it. Like there's there's four players, uh, but then I I I would argue adding. I think Jesus is going to be part of it. I think he's going to be an extremely popular pick. If he was even eight five, I don't think he would be. It'd be a little more difficult. But at eight, it's just such a good price. Cause you got to think, dude, like Calvert Lewin's eight, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like Mitr Mitrovic at six, five, like it's not a great pick. You know, you go to the sevens, there's like Jimenez, you know, there's Tony. I'd way rather have fucking Jesus at eight than those guys at seven, even Wilson at seven, five. I like him, but like, I'd rather have Jesus with to, to start than him. Uh, so, uh, uh, at one point, Tony looked like he might become template because Bournemouth had a, um, uh, not Bournemouth, um, Brentford, right. even uh, have a fairly decent start to the season, but I I think he's going down. That well, you gotta remember, less, yeah, but, Ericsson's not there exactly without Ericsson there. Fire when Ericsson came, yeah, he only got twelve goals, three assists. Not like he got like fucking twenty goals or something, and like three of them came in one game. So you remove that like outlier game. You have nine goals, three assists. Like I, you know, I think. Last yeah. year, when there wasn't much else up front, you know, he ended up coming good. A lot of us started with him at 6'5 last year because of how well he was in the championship. And, you know, we all got rid of him. And then he kind of came out of nowhere and had that. He had like five weeks where he put up like 80% of his goals. So, it, you know, I, I just, I don't like Tony without Erickson there. That's, I agree. Yeah, I was just saying. I, I, to pick from, like you said, you got Bamford back from injury, Calvert Lewin back from injury, Wilson back from injury. They moved Havertz and Jota and Mbumo up front. And then now you've got Jesus coming over. You got Haaland in there. Like there's tons of players to pick all of a sudden. Yeah. So Tony's just not, you know, versus every versus last year, he's not as attractive. Yeah, exactly. It's worked against him because Ericsson's not going to be there. He's gone up a bit in price, and there's some other players that come in a bit cheaper, particularly Jesus. So I agree, he's not part of the template. So template just... is Mo, Haaland, Trent, Perisic, and I think Jesus. Then it's one of Robertson and Luis Diaz. I think Luis Diaz will end up becoming the more popular one, just because there's other really good cheap D. And Robertson, although you could argue maybe he should have been seven five. Luis Diaz should have been like nine five, <laughs> maybe even more, <laughs> based on like where what with Mane leaving, right? So I think he's really underpriced. And uh, the and then the next part of the, the template is one of the two Chelsea wingbacks. So your template is Mo Holland, Trent, Perisic, Jesus. Call it Luis Diaz and, and James, or Robbo and Chilwell, or Luis Diaz yeah. and Chilwell, right? So that's seven players. But then after that. So I think normally a template would be closer to like nine or 10 players. 
right? I think the keepers are wide open where last year we all would have started with, uh, uh, most people start with Sanchez. He was the, he, there was a template keeper. I don't think there's going to be a template keeper this year. It's looking like Mendy. I don't like Mendy. I already said that. And then the second one thing I was going to say is, uh, do you want to go big at the back or do you want to bring in some of these value guys? I love Trippier. I think he's a great pick. I think, you know, maybe he's too injury prone for you, but he's just as attacking as these other guys. And I think Newcastle can be a way better team this year. And then, um, the other one is like, who are your 8 million mids? I, you know, I think most of us will start with Luis Diaz, but Mares is there. Madison's there. Mount's there. You know, Bowen's there at 8.5. There's lots of really good picks. Uh, who is going to be your 5.5 million to 6.5 million mid? I listed them all earlier, but I think there's going to be variation there is what I'm saying. I don't think Neto is going to be template, even though it looks like that on Twitter. Some people like Eze. Some people like Gordon. Some people like, you know, Rashford at 6-5 instead or Martinelli. So it's variation there. So that's why I'm not saying Neto's template. Um, and then yeah, I just think it's it's even though everyone's gonna own Mo and Holland, it doesn't mean there's this fucking template. There there is technically gonna be a template, but it's just not as prominent as other years because of all this variation. And yeah, I think I, the yeah. keepers alone are the example of that. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think there might be one or two less players in the template, but the other point is it won't be as prominent. So, um, probably a good time to talk about teams. Sure. So I'll run you through my team first, and then we probably have we're probably not that different in teams, but um, probably had a slight. There's probably a few variations. So I've gone for Edison in goal. Um, my I'm going currently on a four three three. So I've got James, Perisic, Trent. And Trippier. Um, if I look at all those players, I think most of those will be in my final team. I was I said to you earlier, I'm not completely convinced by Perisic, but if I if I'm got if I've got enough confidence he'll play, and he might end up playing out of position as well, I, I will probably stick with him just because he's quite a nice price point. Um, I was looking at Trippier's fixtures. I don't like the fact he's got Man City and Liverpool in game week three and five, but he does have Forest, Brighton, and Wolves. Everything else is good for like most like the first 12 weeks exactly so I, I think i'd stick with him because at five million he's it's not as if he's in a you know is i can i can bench him if, if i need to i can get someone off the bench if, if it's needed um in midfield i've got Luis diaz Grealish, as i've talked about before um and then at the moment i'm on rashford but he's six and a half yeah. he can he, he may well be someone different by the end yeah i, I couldn't you know martinelli maybe he's not the worst choice and get an extra half million spend that elsewhere um and then up front, see, I'm up up front for me. I don't think I'm so. I think Diaz will stay. I think Grealish will stay for me. And then up front, I don't think this is going to change. I've got Haaland, Jesus, and Kane. You, you um, say Kane? Oh, you yeah. don't have Mo. You don't have Mo. I don't have Mo. No. Um, Haaland, okay. Jesus, and Kane. That's what I've gone for. Um, so and Kane Who's is captain. Because you've gone value in mids. I've got Diaz, Grealish, and Rashford. My bench is... So I've got Olsen. He's just a template. Yeah. He's just a £4 million. Uh, there may be a better keeper out there. But I've gone Dewsbury Hall at £5 million. I quite like him. but I, Really? And I've got Tommy Asu at 4 and a half, yeah. And I've got uh, Pereira at 4 and a half. The chap that's probably moving to uh, to yeah. Fulham. But I, I could I could easily see myself moving Dewsbury Hall down to 4 and a half, Rashford to a 6 or 5 and a half, and then having a bit of extra cash to maybe bump someone else up. Um 
the 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 only thing that's going through my head is do I want Robertson? Um, do, do, do I want to try and squeeze some money out to get Robertson at the back if I'm not going to have Salah? But I, I the I think Salah might hurt me less than it would have, would have done in the past because you have got Diaz and there are you know he there will be other players I can captain when everyone else is captain Salah. So um, who knows? That that's at any rate. Obviously, there's four weeks to go, but that's my that's my initial thoughts of 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 of, of where my team's at. What's uh, the percentage chance you cave and go mo? Twenty uh, five. Okay. I, I the only downside, bro, is like both your premiums are up front. This is hard for changing. Like, I mean, if your plan was to wildcard gaming four or something, right? Like, who cares? But like. Say you're like shit. I need Mo or shit. I need De Bruyne or shit. I need Son. Like, how are you gonna get them? I guess it's two transfers, right? That's just annoying. It's just the annoying part of it. So, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm assuming Rashford is like, you know, obviously Ronaldo's leaving, or you're not starting with Rashford. Yeah, exactly. If if Ronaldo doesn't leave, then Rashford doesn't get into my team, and then I'll I'll find someone else instead. Agreed. I like how you have uh, three playing bench players because i mean Grealish, rashford i mean even like luis diaz uh has some rotation risk you know parasic maybe has rotation risk we don't know i don't think he will but like so you've got like that covered uh and i think a lot of folks don't have any bench at all and you know covid is is still there man like you just have a player not play because they yeah I think one in 20 people in the UK probably got COVID at the moment. It was one in 25 or one in 30 last week, and it's only going up. So I'm kind of yeah. guessing one in 20. We're, we're, we're in the summer when it doesn't spread as much. We're going to get into August, obviously. People, people have been on holiday. They'll be mixing more. I just think COVID rates will go up. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how much the players will be testing or whether or not they'll just kind of just, unless someone's got symptoms, they'll just kind of leave it. So I think I, I think well, it's sorry. tricky. But as we know from last season, no one tells you someone's got COVID. They just don't rock up for the yeah. game. And I don't think we'll have many games cancelled because I think they've set a much higher higher bar for games to be cancelled. So you might just have a player randomly miss and you just didn't expect it. Yeah. So. That's the big risk with us going Ederson. Because you can't just... Are you really going to start with the 4.0 City backup and use a City spot? No. No. I mean, it might make sense... If you're gonna wildcard game week four, because I mean you're, you're gonna know if you want four city or three city or not this first four weeks, right? Like unless Mares just becomes must own. Well, I'm, I'm starting with three city. Though. I've got Edison, Grealish, and Harland. Right. True. So I've already got three. I've already got three. I've yeah. gone three city over, and only I've only got two Liverpool, which is the only thing I'm looking at. Which is why I was thinking Dewsbury Hall could be Harvey Elliott. And get Harvey right. Elliott straight in, and actually start him. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it, anyway, it's early days, but that's and it's probably quite nice to be. We've, we've gone a slightly different way, so useful. Uh, do you know one? Well, I have. I, so I tried to squeeze in Mares just to see, but but like it, I it, I have absolutely no bench. Like my bench, I don't even know if. I mean, I I have like three non-playing bench, but I would have Pereira in now, so I would have one bench. Different. I don't love it. I think it's too. I'm just like getting too. Like, I love Mares. I want to start with Mares. Like I think going with the more well-rounded 
so this is where I'm at. And and keep in mind, now that I know Pereira's playing, I'm going to change this for sure because my my fifth midfielder is 5.5. So I'm going to unlock that money down to Pereira, right? But I've got Ederson as the keeper. I've got uh, Alexander-Arnold. I've got uh, Perisic and Trippier, just like you. I prefer Chilwell to James. I've owned James, and he just seems to get more one-point cameos. Uh, I, but this is it's going to come down to, you know, what happens with uh, Azpilicueta and Alonso if they move on or not or if they sign anyone else and all that stuff. But right now, I just prefer Chilwell. I don't know. He was averaging nine points per match before he got injured. It's unreal. Uh, and the, the one point is from James has pissed me off, but I like them both. Um, there's a chance I start with both, but I just, uh, what I like about this D and, and sorry, Tommy Asu is my first sub. What I like about this D is I've got the, like, I've got six different clean sheets ticked off here. Man City, Poole, Newcastle, who I think is going to be way better this year. Uh, Chelsea, Spurs and Arsenal. Uh, to me, those are all the best clean sheet teams, and I got one from each, so I'm not going to get like burned by not having any of them. And well, I mean, we we've got the same defense, but Chilwell versus James, so I'm, I'm yeah. not going dis- to disagree with you. Yeah. So then, uh, midfield, I got Mo, I got Luis Diaz, uh, and then I've this is my non Mares one, so it's more spread out. Then I've got Martinelli and Neto, and I've got Eze on the bench. So I've gone for three of those five point five six mids. Now, again, I'm going to change one because of Pereira. I really like Eze. I, I think he's probably the most differential player I have. I just think with Gallagher gone, he's going to be their main guy. Um, at the end of last season, Eze was playing every game, and he was not playing Gallagher anymore because he knew that he knew they were safe and they were kind of beached, and Gallagher was going back to Chelsea. So to me, he was like getting out Eze some reps, and he looked awesome. <laughs> so I, I think it's like that's a punty punt. Uh, I probably, I don't know, like, I don't know out of Martinelli Neto as a who I like the most. They're kind of all in that same grouping. So can I check, do you say you got Salah and Diaz in that team? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just think Luis Diaz to me is probably one of the most, out of all the players in the game, one that I want in my team almost the most at that price. And then Mo, I'm having more because everyone else is going to fucking have him. And I know he can just destroy me because he's, I'm probably going to captain him most of these first few weeks, like Fulham away game week one. I prefer that to, to Holland playing West Ham away. Plus Holland, it's like his first game he's getting in there. I mean, you could easily get a hat trick, but you know, West Ham are decent. I see yeah. Mo smashing Fulham, right? Yeah, uh, but, 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 but that, well, I, well. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be a cheerleader for them, but I've got Kane yeah. and they've got Samson at home and I'm captain him. So there's kind of the all, all alternatives. There you, out go. Yeah, go. there you go. I had, uh, I, I just think with Kane, I, I know he kind of broke out of it, but he always seems to start slow. And I actually captained him versus Southampton last year at home and he blanked and everyone else had like De Bruyne and stuff captain that week. It really pissed me off because he's supposed to be so great for Southampton, but game by game, who knows what happens. Uh, and yeah, my forwards are Holland and Jesus, and then I, I actually have Gale like fodder third forward in this this one. So yeah, uh, you know, very similar, I guess the, the you know in in defense, it, and then quite different up front. Besides, I mean, well, well I mean, the difference is you can have Holland and Jesus, but the difference is that I've gone for Kane and Grealish, and yeah. you've gone for Salah and um one uh, uh, one of your five and a half mil mid mid midfielders, basically, haven't you? Yeah, I've gone for Mo and Depth. 
I'm trying to like be flexible. I like it's I want to have multiple price points and players that I can move. So, you know, again, I'm going to free up a million probably downgrading Eze and putting that into Martinelli. I could go up to seven or Neto. I could go up to six and a half or something. Or oh, maybe well, I could make a scale of 5.5 forward so I can, you know, move around there or something. I don't you, know. Yet. You, you, you can join me on, Gre- on, the, on the Grealish train. I don't want Grealish, dude. I think he's a great <laughs> He breaks out because I would definitely move to him because he's easy to get. I just think it's unlikely he's going to break out in that team. Yeah, fair to the point where, I mean, he had less attacking returns than like Neto, <laughs> and everyone hates Neto. Right. So I think we we're almost an hour and a half in. So we probably yeah, we're good. We probably got enough content for this. Um, this template's going to change too. Like our teams are going to change in the next few weeks. But I think the D. And like Holland and some of those key guys won't. Yeah, for, for me, it's it's around the edges of, you know, do I hold my nerve and go Kane, or do I bottle it and go for Salah? Um, yeah. Do and then do I? You know, is Rashford the guy I want to go for? Or is it be someone else? And am I still happy with Grealish? It's it's kind of around there that. But the rest of it, I, I just don't. It it's it's it's. I would imagine eight nine of these players will definitely end up in my first team. Uh, subject to obviously injuries and illness, yeah. etc. Um, so we said we're going to talk about other things, but I think we've kind of touched them as we go through because, yeah. I mean, the the only thing we've not we've touched on the World Cup, which is obviously the impact on the fact mm-hmm. that we split this game into two two halves, so everyone's focused on those first sixteen game weeks. I know. I just when you were saying before, Kev, that if that hadn't done that, maybe everyone would be focused on the players that aren't playing in the World Cup. That still might be a valid point as we get closer to the World Cup. Because maybe those players that are going to go to World Cup in two weeks' time will have half a half an eye on that, not wanting to get injured. You know, it's uh, you know, m- does that have an impact on how players will play? Perhaps that's overanalyzing it, but that but that might become a thing as we get closer there. That that's one thing to think about. Uh, as you say, the five subs thing, you've got man- managers like Conte who like to Conte and Tuchel, which I think will make Spurs and Chelsea ones to watch to see early on, are they taking players off before 60 minutes? And if they are, that could make some of players a real, a real, a real pain in the backside. Um, and I guess the, and the other one we touched on before is COVID. It hasn't disappeared and is rising in the UK, which might be an obvious thing to say, but I know some people will listen to this aren't in the UK. So do expect random players to be missing at any point. So have a think about your benches. And I just it, saw a tweet that Trent, Perisic, Salah, and Holland are all percent ownership already. So there you go. Nailed the fucking core part of the template, didn't we? And the only player missing from there is Jesus, which I think he'll creep up. Mendy's the most owned keeper at 20%. Um, which is low is 45. 20% is low as fuck for, like, that's not template. That's what I'm saying. Keepers are wide open. It's like there's only four or so players that are up over like 55% ownership. But yeah, but 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 Kev, just for reference though, I've now looked at this. Cancelo's 46%, James is 43 versus Chilwell at 15, which kind of between them they are template if you could have had the two yeah, together. One of the two, like add up Robertson and Diaz together, that'll probably be 50, 60%. Well, Diaz is the second most owned midfielder at 30%. And just yeah. for reference, 
I know Jesus isn't there yet, but he's at 43 turn already, Kev. So, yeah. So I what's, think you're... what's Robertson if you add him with Diaz? 50s? Uh, Rob, I can't even... So, hang on. I need to go to defenders only. Robertson's very low, lowly owned. Robertson is like 11%. There you go. So, the... together, they're around template. So, I think it's exactly what you said. You pick one of Trent and... Uh, sorry, you pick one of Chilwell and James. You pick one of Luis Diaz or Robertson. Um, I think Jesus will be over 50 then soon. Well, he's 43 already. So, I mean, I think he's not far off it. He's the, I mean, the next highest open striker is, I mean, it's a massive, it's a massive jump because Haaland's at 64. <laughs> Haaland's at 64. Jesus is at 43. And then it's Greenwood, four and a half bench for at 26. And the next highest owned player is 16%. And that's Darwin. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, Everyone's just yeah. nailing in on Holland to Jesus, so yeah. And that Darwin is probably the auto get your team in because I noticed I noticed he was in my auto team. A lot of people just do that and then you know, like they just want a high ID or low ID, and then I'll do it later. <laughs> I was that was hilarious. I got such a low ID. I got well, not yeah, that. yeah. You got uh, triple digit, right, buddy? Eight five two, which is it's quite funny because. I wasn't. I only signed up today, and I was like, I, I think I saw something that someone was saying. Something might happen at four, four o'clock, and I went on the work meeting, and it, no, no one was there at four o'clock. So I was looking the website, and it was refreshing. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. And then I refreshed it a couple of times, and then something happened in the call. I, was, I looked at it, refreshed. I was a team there. I better select it, put my team name in, and bang, I had a team. And suddenly, I was eight five two. So I mean, it's complete fluke. Yeah, it means fuck all. Like oh, it means absolutely nothing. It just means it's easier. Yeah, it means absolutely nothing. I just think it's quite funny because you got some people being furiously refreshing all day, and I've just sort of randomly rolled up at the last minute and and looked out. So I mean, it means, as you say, it means absolutely nothing. I Did mean, you want to mention our plans for the regular with the regular pod? Like, it's never going to be this long. Yeah. So uh, regular pod. So the first thing to say is two parts. First part is 20 minutes summary of all the things you need to know. So we will cover things like what happened in the last game week, who got the most points. We'll look at XGXA in the last game week. One thing that Kev is going to look at is, can we start looking a bit of over five or six games rather than just the last game game week as well? Uh, we'll look at clean sheets odds. We'll look at presses, look at injuries, What you know what's what's been happening. Um, we'll also throw in our differentials. So it's very similar, similar to last season for those that were listening towards the end, but we are going to look a little bit more into XG and XA. And in the second part, we're going to change that a little bit. So I think in the past, we've kind of gone through our teams, how many points we've got, et cetera. We're going to, we're, we're, we're going to simplify that. We're going to talk about what was the highlight of the week. So that could be a moment, could be a player scoring points and the low light of the week and, and, and stop there. So keep the backwards looking bit fairly fairly static and then we're going to probably be a bit, a bit more question based either we're, we're going to come up with our own questions or we might put a few questions out for people to add on Twitter or, or, or on Slack but we're definitely going to try and make the second part more more question focused rather than us getting a bit too bogged bog down in our teams is is that a fair summary Kev? Yeah I just think I don't know I listen to a lot of pods and when the, the part where they go into the teams like you know so what that's like really relevant to your team i don't care where where what's interesting is like 
you know, what's the popular transfer that's happening that week? Like everybody's selling Luis Diaz to Mares, like the number one transfer. Uh, like talk about that, like w- what our thoughts are there or something versus what our team is or like a, an interesting transfer that maybe we'll make. I don't know. Who knows? But we're also still contributing on Geek site and launching our team there. And he's doing things a little bit differently uh, this year with that too. So like our teams will be on there. I mean, we launch our pod real early like we try to record sunday uh nights so that you're listening to it on the way to work like the day after all the matches just ended like some pods come out a little later that's great and and it's not like we're trying to fucking be awesome or anything it's just really hard for us to do a pod on the different time zones midweek <laughs> because we both work and stuff so sunday just worked better for us yeah so that's like comes out quick yeah it's it's the initial thoughts as i say It'll be 20 minutes. And the second part will be 40 minutes. I know that those that listened to it probably thought it went a bit longer than that sometimes. But when we picked that up, Kev, it was like a double game week like every other week. There's always lots of things to think about and everyone's using all their chips. That won't be as true this season, he says, yeah. hopefully. Um, <laughs> so I think there will be a less risk to ramble on about, although I'm sure we can probably talk forever as he looks at the clock and realises we've ticked over an hour and a half on this. Um, but... It's very similar to last year. 20 minutes, short, sharp summary. Bit of a tweak on next year and XA. And the second part will be a bit more structured and far more forward-looking and question-focused. Right. We shall wrap it up there. I, I, I guess the, the other thing to say is I think our plan is then to probably record probably the weekend before the Sunday before. Although, actually, I think it's my birthday. This is the 31st of July, probably. It's probably my birthday. But anyway, we will we will record a... And we will record our, I guess, a pod just talking about where where, where our teams are landing sort of closer to the dead, deadline of 5th of August. And then we'll go into a rhythm of recording on the Sunday as, you know, at the end or sort of towards the end of each game week. And uh, we'll take it from there. Cool. Right. Well, enjoy. Well, hopefully everyone's enjoying the fact the game is up. There's lots of things to look at. You've got four, just under four. Well, it's a month's time, isn't it? So it's 5th of July now. So we're going, going live on the 5th of August. Enjoy the next four weeks, everyone. And we shall catch up with you just before the deadline. Cheers, pal. Catch you soon. Yeah, dude. Later, buddy. Bye-bye.